0: Welcome to the first episode of the Ride for Roz podcast. It's our first go at podcasting, and Ride for Roz is a big deal for us, as we'll explain. It's blowing a hoolie outside amid the beautiful Greek spring sunshine, so instead of riding, we're sat inside shooting the breeze, contemplating life and talking about bikes as usual, while Ride for Ros continues to pick up momentum and capture people's imagination. I'm Matt.
1: And I'm Hayley, and we'd like to tell you about Ride for Roz.
0: Okay, so tell us about Ride for Roz then. What's it all about?
1: Um, it's fundraising while cycling in memory of my mum, who passed away in June as a result of an asthma attack.
0: So that's been kind of quite a tough thing to deal with, wasn't it? Especially at the time, and it's not
1: ever going to be an easy thing, um, especially as certainly my mum's death was totally unexpected and out of the blue. Um, she basically went to sleep uh, one evening and didn't wake up, and the coroner's report was a result of asthma with a touch of bronchial pneumonia, which she didn't know about. She wasn't poorly. Um, it is a tough thing to deal with. The whole family were quite distraught, um, and it still is pretty tough, really.
0: And- She'd had asthma for years, hadn't she? But it hadn't really affected her very much. I mean, I'd known your mum for 20, nearly 25 years probably, and it wasn't something that, certainly in the last few years, that ever really featured. I remember having asthma kind of a a bit more obviously when we first met, but it wasn't anything that had been around really for a while.
1: No, um, when I was younger, I do remember her hanging out of the window uh, middle of the night, early hours of the morning, struggling to, to breathe, um, and she would just she would just deal with it. The stories my grandparents would tell me of the times that, as a little girl, they would hang her out the window and, you know, try to do the things that, that they thought would be best to do when she was growing up and and when she was suffering from attacks. But as the older I got and she got, they seemed to to ease off. I mean, she always had inhalers in every pocket, in every handbag, and she would have the brown inhaler and the blue inhaler, and, and she seemed to be managing it really well. So she certainly didn't have an asthma attack uh, that I certainly knew about within the last few years.
0: And so, like I said, I've, I've known your mum for 25 years, ever since we met in, was it 1995, I think, mm-hmm. at college, wasn't it? And I went home with you probably not very long after that, in the autumn. I think we met in the summer, didn't we? We went to the summer Mm. ball. Um, um, I came home with you in the autumn or the spring or something like that. Um, And your mum was a bit of a character, wasn't she? Tell us a bit about your mum.
1: Yeah. Uh, She's one of six. uh, Kind of a middly one, in the middle of of six of them. Uh, Girls and one boy. All very close. Uh, Valley girls, so grew up. Uh, with everybody, somebody knowing everything, something about everybody's business. Uh, Great family, very, very loving, very caring, very family orientated. Uh, We'd always go up to my grandparents' house at the top of the street, every Sunday for tea, and she just was a bundle of love, really.
0: (laughs) I remember going to those Sunday teas up at your (laughs) mum's house. As as a as a middle class Englishman in my early twenties or late teens, and being a little bit intimidated by <laughs> all the the valley nutcases, but it was lovely, and they were such a warm, and they still are such a warm, caring bunch of people. It was good fun, wasn't it? Um, and you used to do you used to do like massive family holidays with your mum and your dad and your brother and your cousins, and and your did mum and dad go as well yeah. when you went down to Pontins yeah, lots or whatever? Of
1: things all like that together. We'd hire uh, caravans that were next to each other and we'd all bundle in together. And then we'd have uh, buses to go to Tenby. Normally my grandmam would organize the bus and everybody somebody would want to to get on the bus and we'd go to Tenby. We'd, we'd spend many a time in Prothcool and Barry Island and, and do all things together. And really the family was known as a family that holidayed together, um, and we were certainly heard and seen um, pretty much wherever we went because we were.
0: Yeah, not that that's changed very quite quite much, loud has it? A bunch. <laughs> You've inherited that trait quite nicely. Yeah. Um, so, Ride for Roz is, is to achieve what then?
1: Uh, fundraise in her memory. Um, my brother is doing. I run for Ros.
0: so he's doing London marathon isn't he, and he's doing that for asthma u k as yeah. well, which is one of the charities that we 're doing ride for Roz for is that right?
1: Yeah, uh, one of my cousins is do was doing it as well, but unfortunately she's injured, so she 's had to defer until next year, but they've both raised a lot of money for asthma u k um, and my brother is still running the London Marathon, so they kind of picked up the tag of ride for Roz, and they've been fundraising uh in the area where all my family still live really um deepest darkest valleys uh so i thought well i can't be outdone by my brother <laughs> ever the competitive <laughs> brother and sister uh so i'm not a runner so kind of thought what can i do how can i help towards keeping the memory and raising some money and i thought well, okay we're a cyclist so let's do something on the bike. So we kind of did the rise, Ride for Roz.
0: So for Ride for Roz for the event that we're doing then, your brother's doing the London Marathon um, and we picked an equally tough challenge, didn't we? I've done Paris-Roubaix Sportive twice and thoroughly enjoyed it, um, but we picked Paris-Roubaix. So tell us about Paris-Roubaix. It's quite a tough challenge. Why did we pick that one?
1: Yeah, um, I have no idea what to expect. I have no idea about the time or how it's going to physically feel. I kind of think mentally is going to be quite tough anyway. Um, but I don't know physically how it's going to take its toll. Uh, I think it's quite accessible, which is which is quite a good one. Uh, you, having had experience riding it, think I can do it. So your belief in me is uh, you're it's gonna, quite I think you're gonna be so.
0: quite, I think you're, <laughs> you're going to be fine. We'll see. I think yeah, it's going to be tough, isn't it? Because your mum's going to be in the forefront of your mind all day long. Yeah. But there's going to be plenty of stuff going on yeah. on the day that will distract you from worrying about yeah. that too much.
1: I think um, it's not a challenge if it's too easy. My brother and April were, uh, and my brother still is, going to hurt. They, they're they physically training and working up to it. Uh, so they kind of equally have a challenge that's going to be hard. And our challenge is... ...is very different, but equally mentally and physically quite difficult.
0: So most people, if you talk to people about a marathon, they know what a marathon is. It's 26 miles, 42 kilometres. and Whether you run it in two and a half hours or you run it in five and a half hours, people know it's going to be tough.
1: And I think they've seen it on the Sundays where you turn the telly on and you have it on BBC One. And I've loved watching the marathon over, I don't know how many years, I'd always sit and, and watch it and think, oh my goodness but I don't ever think I would physically be able to do the marathon. So I think by choosing something that I think I'd be able to do, I mean, we've done quite a bit of biking, uh, but to actually get people to understand has been a little bit difficult because they, it's not really on their radar. It's not a... An event that people know about unless they're in cycling and if they know cycling then many people who have known cycling have kind of gone oh wow that's pretty impressive and
0: we've had that from a couple of people haven't we who've yeah. just people you wouldn't necessarily yeah. think know about it but they do yeah. so we know why a marathon is tough because it's physically running 26 miles or 42 kilometres is going to hurt but what is it that makes Paris-Roubaix for people that don't know it what is it mm. that makes Paris-Roubaix the challenge that you're looking for?
1: I think it's kind of a mixture between the the distance because you could you could choose your distance so we've got uh, one hundred and forty one kilometres is that right
0: uh, yeah I think some, it's one hundred and forty something yeah. yeah isn't it
1: um, and kind of mixed up with the cobbles the cobbles bring something different to the to the arena really they bring different challenges you've got different levels of difficulty through the through the cobbles so you've got some five star sectors which are the the most difficult the hell of the north is the title they've given them Uh, I think because they are very difficult. They're maintained by a group of people who go and and look after them. Uh, All the cobbled sections, you've got, is it four star, three star? They're kind of different rating, but they pop up. They're not, no, they're not regular in terms of size, in terms of distance. We don't know what the weather's going to be like. So I'm hoping it's not too dusty. I'm hoping it's, I'm really hoping it's not very wet because I'm worried about falling off and breaking me or my bike, probably my bike more importantly than me because I love my bike. Um, and then it finishes in the Roubaix Stadium, which is which is pretty special because I think it's the only race that does finish in a stadium. Uh, I get my stadium finish. I've never ridden in a in a velodrome stadium before, and I also get my medal and my t-shirt and my big piece of cobble to bring back. So I mean, I think it's, that's it's gonna be cool. pretty
0: epic, isn't it? Because you're right, so Paul's running the London Marathon which is a huge achievement but riding Paris-Roubaix and then watching the professionals ride exactly yeah, the, the same course day. as we're riding the following day is like yeah. it's like for football fans it would be like playing football at Wembley, you, you don't get the opportunity to do that in many sports, you don't yeah. get the opportunity to, to play your sport in the actual place where the professionals play it and Paris-Roubaix gives you that doesn't it and I, I think that's going to make it Special yeah. and I, I know you're, you're building it up to be tough And it, it is <laughs> tough it's, That's why we're doing it Because it's tough But I think you're going to be absolutely fine with it um, And you've been training hard haven't you I'm so just going
1: to believe you on that one Yeah, yeah I have be been training hard Since we decided in uh, End of December I think Was when we actually decided So uh, I got a couple of kilometres in In December and then Because really you did
0: the What was the thing you did in December? Um, race at your pace
1: That's right, we did the race at your pace I did 200 miles uh, And Lowry did 100 miles And Mena did 50 miles So we kind of had that little bit of a challenge to The girls to start. think the
0: medals are wonderful don't they They
1: were brilliant and we will definitely do it again um, But I think my medal for April Is going to be my Paris-Roubaix So maybe we'll do that again in um, May maybe And see what the medal for that is But we started with that challenge So we had that I did the 200 miles, it's the most I've ever done ever in my life over a month. Um, and I kind of kicked off really well, so the weather's been a little bit of a hindrance at the moment because it's cold and wet, and I certainly don't want to go out on the roads when it's like that. So I've done a lot of indoor training. Um, it's not
0: been that big of a problem, is it? I've been laughing at you on the trainer indoors, amazed at, well, first of all, because some of the training you've been doing has been quite tough, but also laugh, laughing at the amount of noise you yeah, make while thanks. you're on the bike training. So what's the training been?
1: Uh, so I have a programme that I have that I started with a fitness test, which really hurt, set.
0: And I've organised that training programme, haven't I? Um, as part of my coaching business, topbananasports.com.
1: I uh, just follow what what it says for me to do on the day. Uh, I've got a new bike computer. The computer's quite a good one, so it, it tells me what I'm doing. i uh, got a power meter as well, I've never used one of those before, that's quite good. So I work on... <laughs> it just
0: gives you extra things to swear at when it hurts, doesn't and, it? And <laughs> and
1: so I work either towards heart rate I started, but then that was kind of hit and miss really, because it, it's got a lag, so uh, power was much better. Again I'm learning all these different things so that that was good I've enjoyed uh that sort of bit but then I did a fitness test about two weeks ago and showed my improvement and so my training program has increased slightly so at the moment, my power targets I found certainly tonight's training session a little bit more difficult um but then, like I said, a challenge isn't a challenge unless it hurts physically, mentally, and this and it's just tough, so sometimes it's hard to stay on the bike and complete my training session, um, but I grip my teeth, and, and I get on with it, and when I get off, and you know, that training session's in the bag, and I'm better for it.
0: And it's just around the corner now, isn't it? So we're on March the 29th today?
1: Two and a half weeks, um, I think, isn't it?
0: Two and a bit weeks away. Uh, how are you feeling about it? You've been yeah. building it up into a really big I'm thing. I'm feeling
1: good. I'm feeling good. I had a little bit of a dip last week. Really, I felt as if I kind of either plateaued or or stalled or even go backwards.
0: Well, we've but um, we've all of us. I've been ill. I've had a couple of days out, and yeah. Menna's had goodness knows how many days off school in the I last know. fortnight, and Lowry a bit, and and you've probably caught a bit as well, haven't you? But yeah. we kind of got over it, and we're. I think, back on an even keel and heading in the right yeah, direction now. certainly
1: this week, it feels better to be back to full health. It feels better. My training is going well, and, and I'm getting on the bike, and I'm looking forward to getting on the bike. And I, and I like seeing the end of the session that I've actually done it. So I feel good. I'm looking forward to going to do it. Um, the fundraising is, is ticking along really nicely. Um, St. Catharines have been fantastic, uh, both staff and especially students, i just pushed over £1,000 for Asthma UK on my donation page, which is brilliant. And um, I have my year threes who raised over €900 for the European Lung Foundation. So being based in Greece, I felt it was important to have a European fundraising because, of course, the parents and the children who give me the money need to see some European... Um, donation. So I think that that's important. Um, I yeah. have a specific page for the UK, yes. so they know they're giving to the UK. A bit closer to home, isn't that. it? If you if yeah. you've got a
0: UK page yeah. for for you know friends and family back home and a European page yeah. for people here, um, and, and we'll we'll put a link to the donation page um, at the end of the podcast or in the description. Yeah.
1: So the Year Three's raised over nine hundred euro for their sponsored walk, which was brilliant and a massive thank you to everybody for doing that. My upper school um, had a bake sale two weeks ago, and they raised over eight hundred euro for that, which is fantastic. I've had some support from the Key Stage One, um, Lisa Diocconi, who ran that. Massive thank you to that. They raised, I think it was. Two hundred three hundred euro for the year ones when they had a popcorn on a movie afternoon, I think that 's key stage one actually, um, which is brilliant, and then the key stage two school council uh, raised some money they gave me I think it was three hundred and fifty euro uh, so all in all um, we 're looking really good, so next week we have a year five to ten uh, into house cycling challenge, so i 'm hoping to I don't know maybe hit 200 euro perhaps with um, that.
0: Are you, next week. Are you going to do any cycling as part of that?
1: I don't know we'll see I think um, I'm not sure I'll get any time on the bike I think some of the students will just want to have it and and get on they're, and they're and do the quite cycling. Keen, so, aren't they? And, yeah.
0: And the assemblies that good. that you did and the stuff that you've talked to people about they it seems to They're
1: really positive, a chord and yeah. yeah
0: and inspired a few people too.
1: They're really positive. They talk to me all the time. Um they ask me, you know, how's it going? How you feeling? How's your training? How much money have you raised? So I've got a board outside the P office that I'm kind of regularly updating and it it needs the latest update with all my my fundraising and and the thank yous and and my progress and I've put some photos of um the three of us riding with with Kristaki as well. He's been a massive massive support. Um and we've learned to do some group riding which was was really good actually i enjoyed that um he's towed me home quite a few times when your pace seems to be too fast for <laughs> me uh he's but got it just about that's, that's perfect. only when
0: i've been chasing to get yeah, back to the car to get us home before I know lucy and the other people that have been looking after the children have got fed up waiting for we've us we've had
1: some great support from um from some friends out here because of course we don't have any family out here so um our next best things is our wonderful friends so we've had lots of people offering and and we've taken those up, so a, a big thank you to everybody who's helped have the children or just give us a couple of hours or even come to ride with us, which is which is brilliant. So thank you very much, everybody.
0: So where can people find out how you're getting on? Where can they follow you and get more information on Ride for Roz?
1: OK, so we have a Facebook page, uh, Ride for Roz, the number four. Hashtag Ride for Roz, uh, Instagram page, St Catherine's British School. And I've got um, a memory page which I set up, which is ros davis.muchloved.com. And there's a little bit of a story on there. You can donate on there if you want to donate. Lots of different places.
0: Um, And people on that Ros Davis, um, the much loved page, they can, you know, if people knew your mum, they they can leave their.